Let me point this out, Evan. I think that when you're trying to impress people that you don't actually align with their values to get their love, to get their validation, to get whatever it is, that's a that's a really shitty game to play for yourself. That's a really shitty thing to do to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, here's the thing. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Here's, End here's the podcast. <laughs> this is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Exploring the challenges of the creative call so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Welcome to the show, people. We are here. We are talking. This one is about <laughs> winning at life. What the hell is that? Winning at life. Maybe we have an idea. Maybe each of us have some idea of what this actually means. But where does that idea come from? Is it a is it a good idea? Like, is it a really our idea? Or was it someone else's idea? I had this thought this week, and I've been working out some stuff for myself because... I built this new business and I've told people about it and I've pitched the idea, the concept, it's ready to go. And I kept kind of coming down to launch and I was like, I don't, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, what the, okay, you know what? Give yourself a few more days, give yourself a week. And it just kept happening, putting it back, putting it back, putting it back. And then uh, everybody's like, oh man, you got to do this. This is so great. This is so awesome. This is exactly what the world needs. All of that great encouragement. Really, that was not short of that. I was not short of excitement, not short of encouragement. So you think I would just be like, hey, let's do this. But I, every time it came down to me and my and myself and just sitting there about to do the final steps to just share it with the world, I'm like, I don't want to do this. What is, hell is going on? Like, this is like, I'm having a massive resistance. And so I went through all of the checks of it. Like, okay, well, maybe you're just scared because it's a big thing and, you know, you might get a lot of attention and maybe you're just not, you know, ready for that. And, blah, blah. and I went through all of that and it's like, it all kind of seemed legitimate. And then I ultimately just realized at a certain point that, my trying to force myself to do it was not going to work because even if I did it, it would work for the day. It would work for the week, the month it might even work for a few months, but eventually I was going to come right back to this place I was in. And I knew that like in the pit of my stomach. And so I kind of just had a hard heart with myself and said, you know what, maybe you don't want to do this. Like maybe this is something you actually don't want. And it's like, yeah, but you spent like a year putting this stuff together. You've done so much work, blah, blah, blah. And Evan and I were talking about it. And we were reminded of this idea that you can't really say yes to something until you can say no to it. And something I kind of realized was like, well, it's not that I don't want to do it, but there's something about it that isn't quite aligned yet. Even if the work's done, even if everything's ready, there's something in my heart and my soul, my just my deep inner self that is not right about what's a, like about moving forward. 
And it's so strong that it's actually causing me this strange kind of anxious feeling before I'm about to go do the thing. And so um, it's spurred on this thought, you know, what do I actually want? Why do I actually want anything? And, 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 and to win at life, you know, because I was thinking about that, like life is just this open-ended game you get to play. And there is really no one clear way, like everybody will have a different answer. And so what is it to win at life? And are you playing a game that's not the game you want to play? And I started to realize that maybe that was me. Maybe I'm going about this in the wrong way. Maybe there's something about this that is right, but something about it that's wrong. And I just accepted, okay, you know what? The truth is I don't want to do this. When it comes down to wanting to do it and not wanting to do it right now, the truth is when I look at myself from an observer and I'm not personally invested, I see a guy that doesn't want to do this. So let's be honest with that. And so I admitted that to myself. And then I have been on this bit of a journey to explore that and investigate what's actually going on here. And like, you know, what are my values? Why do I want what I want? and and whatnot anyway so this is kind of something that we're going to get into <laughs> um you know i i share my personal antidote because maybe that will help give some perspective on it but uh let me pass it on to you evan and maybe you have some thoughts that you want to add off the start of this one as well yeah i mean i mean you came in you came in dropping stuff that i that i was like whoa that feels like mid-conversation stuff happened <laughs> right at the beginning like just diving diving right in for me with this one, because you sent me a text a few days ago with some thoughts, which, you know, that might be a value of you to, to even just read that out for everybody as well. But I love having conversations and discussions around these sort of phrases that, that are, we commonly hear and use and we don't necessarily take time to think about it, or we don't necessarily take time to examine the impact the the feeling that those things have within our own lives and so yeah like this idea of to win at life winning at life i was like that's i i, I was excited to yeah let's let's unpack that a little bit because it is i think it is such a loaded statement and and sentiment right and sometimes it is it's just casually thrown out there you know like winning at life or are you like yeah i'm winning at life you know and and, and it's just said more so you know as a th Things almost as a throwaway well. yeah, yeah yeah and and i don't mean to to take take away from that kind of a use of it but i think that for me we're looking at this or at least i'm looking at this more in the terms of when we are using those phrase this phrase or thinking about it in a very serious or sincere kind of way and because for me I, something i was saying to you before is that at one point like there's there's a part of me that's like part i have like a foot in two different places with this whole idea of winning at life right now and one is what I would say is an older way in which I, I take on that phrase, which is 
as you were saying, is based on a lot of a lot of ideas that are not necessarily my own. And then the other one is in this camp of this is this is more what that winning at life has less to do with anything outside of myself and more to do with my own personhood, my own selfhood and is something that I learn and, and come to understand that that winning at life is not a universal, you know, stick it on to everybody. And then that's winning at life, right? Like almost like the American dream, you know, you got the house, you got the car, you got the kid, you got the, you know, it's like all that, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and don't get me wrong. Like those are all nice things. And there's, I think that very often there's a reason for, that kind of sometimes those templates do contain within them a a certain kind of understanding, but not necessarily. Right. And because for some people that's not at all what winning at life is going to be like the, like the, the wife or husband and the house and the, and the car and, and you know, the, the stable career or something like that, which is, you know, for most of us, we, we think of that as, now as an antiquated idea which is kind of interesting to think that like yeah that all seems kind of like an antiquated idea to a large degree but just to use that as almost a reference point there are people out there who are just like no i don't i i just want to travel the world you know like i want to you know there are people who just want to they don't want to have their roots just stuck in one place and and their winning is is a completely different thing so that's more so, I think, the direction that I myself have moved more towards as I've gotten older, which is that like, oh, right, winning at life is not this, is not what I used to think it was, right? Which winning at life had a lot to do with, at one point, with with wealth and fame and prestige and, you know, and, and all of that kind of stuff was like oh yeah that's how you know you're you're winning at life and and one thing that and maybe this is a good place to to head into with this but to me the whole thing of of winning at life has a lot to do with looking for the external to fulfill the internal right or at least that the shift that I'm talking about is is move where I'm moving more away from that idea, right? Where it's like at one point I was looking for the external to fulfill something deeply internal. And now having an understanding, not that I'm perfect in this, but having more of an understanding that it's like, oh no, the external can't fulfill that. And I need to stop looking for something outside of me to fulfill those, those things in, in order to, have anything that might be close to what we might call winning at life. Mm. So yeah, you, I said a lot of stuff there, but <laughs> well, you bring, I, I think you bring in one of the most important points about this whole conversation is that I think a lot of us perceive winning at life from doing things in the external world, the external part of ourselves. Like when I make this much money, when I get this house, this car, this, this partner, this whatever, like somehow that that is winning at life. And 
I think in a way, all of those things are byproducts of actually winning at life. They come in a, in a, in a sense, they become a natural byproduct of doing what's true and, and right for you in your heart. And this is a very subjective thing to win at life. It's not about, it's not about trying to match up to somebody else's expectations or values. It's about figuring out what is actually truthfully real and matters to you and brings you a sense of meaning and purpose that isn't based on someone else's approval or somebody else's like thumbs up or whatever you want to call it, you know? Um, yeah, that's a, uh, I'm going to read this out because this was a thought because maybe this, this is a good thing to share early. So this is what I wrote to Evan during the week. I read every day and then this was a little blurb that came out during my writing. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to send this to Evan and just see, you know, what, what his thoughts are and just share as my friend. So I said, that's a funny idea to win at life. What does that even mean? What are the values that I'm battling with? Whose are they? Do I even agree with them? And if so, why? If not, why? If not, what are the values I want to live by? Maybe I don't know them yet. Maybe I am just unclear on what actually matters to me. And so I keep defaulting to what is important to someone else. I can only win at the game I want to play. And that was kind of the, the ultimate thing that I can do. I can only win the game I want to play because this was the thing is when I, as I started this podcast, I said, you know, I came to this point where I was about to do this launch and do this stuff. And I, and I, it's just, it's just like, you're about to boot up a video game and you're like, I don't want to play this game. I don't I, like, what am I doing? Like, it's like I'm just doing this because it's like somehow this is what I'm like, this is what you do. This is, and it's like, this sucks. Like, this is not what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like it's, and it's a great metaphor that you bring. And I, I love, you know, because I've read the quote and then you've, you read it to me. This is the second time that you've read it to me. And it's like, it's, it's a packed full message that you, <laughs> you said that there's so much that's going on in it and they're all terrific questions to to go into we had this this thing of of the game which you know i love like what the game that you you want to play i think that's tied to the values that you're talking about like it's like well what what do you value you know it's like someone who it's like well why are you why do you play call of duty well because everyone else plays it well do you like call of duty no not really well then why the fuck are you playing call of duty (laughs) there's a there's a there's a million games out there that you could play why don't you play one that you actually enjoy you know, like it's, it's, I, I, it's interesting how when you bring it into a con into a certain context, it becomes such an obvious, almost idiotic thing to, to even think about, right? Which is like, no one would even really consider that anyone who plays video games, right? It's like, yeah, like it, it's a stupid, it's kind of a stupid idea to, to just be committed to playing a game over and over and over again that you don't like mm-hmm. right i can i i can totally understand oh a lot of people seem to be playing this 
let me check it out. This right? must like, be the game to play. This, yeah, this must be it. the game to play, right? And, yeah. you know, maybe it's, like I said, it's maybe worth, it can be worth checking it out. It's like, hey, what are all the kids doing over here, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's like, okay, that's interesting, but not for me. You know, like this isn't really, this isn't really my thing, but you guys have your fun doing that if that's your thing, right? And I think that that has, yeah, that, that has a lot to to do with it. We wouldn't even think about something like that in, in, an, in another context, but it's something that we do that so many of us do in our lives, right? Because, I mean, I don't know, we could, you could, that's a whole rabbit hole, but I think it's because in our lives, like our lives are not a video game. Like, I don't think that's a crazy thing, even though we can make some parallels and, and some metaphors with it. When it comes to our lives, we don't really see it as a game. You know, it's like it. we have more of an attitude of everything is for keeps, right? And everything has these huge weights on them and these big stakes on them. And even in life, very often it's it's not that true. When you look at some of the big problems that you may or may not be facing, say, okay, okay well, let, let's say things don't go your way in this situation. Then what happens? Well, you know, it's usually not so bad for most mm-hmm. of us. It's usually, it's not, <laughs> it's not so bad, but we, we worry about a lot of things as if they're, as if they're absolutely life and death. I feel like I'm maybe getting a little bit off track, but there was, there was a connection in here in this, this whole, this whole thing with like winning, right. Winning. So I think we look to what other people are doing, right? Because, and I think that there can be a value to that because in many ways you, you can't necessarily figure out those things. Like, as you said, in your, in, in your message, like maybe you don't even know what these things are yet. And so sometimes you got to go and do a couple of things that aren't your thing for a while. So you actually start to get a sense of maybe what your thing is, because otherwise you have no, no place of, of reference. Right. But I think that the foolish thing to do is when you recognize that you're doing something that is not your thing, (laughs) is not your path, is not your journey. And you continue to do it anyhow. Right. And I think that a lot of us get caught up in games that aren't games that we need to play or want to play. Yeah. No, I think that's, I I think you got it right. We end up playing games that are, they're not the game we want to play. And there is a game we want to play, but because we're so committed to playing some other game, we don't find the game we do want to play. And something that I've become more and more aware of as I've gotten older is that it's not that I don't want what I think I want. I just don't want it for the reasons I think I want it. And mm-hmm. that changes everything. And I think that I think that there's stages of awareness and wisdom. I do think that there's a stage where people just do what they're told. And they go, well, you know, it's it's the rules. It's what I'm told to do, so I'm going to do it. And a lot of people live like that. And they, they just go, you know what? It's just easier this way. I don't have to think about it. They just tell me what to do. I do it. And then I, you know, and I can shut off. And I think that 
when you live shut off, there are benefits for it and there are consequences for it. I think that some people manage to tolerate it, but I do think it's something you ultimately tolerate because basically what you're saying is like, you're not choosing to have autonomy over your life. You're, you're basically giving your autonomy up to, I don't know, like your parents, society, your job, whatever it is, you're giving up your autonomy to that. And it leaves you with consequences that are sometimes, I think, not recognized. So you go like, um, just things that, things that you want to do, like deep down, if you were really to like search in your heart and your soul, you would probably find out that there was things you wanted, but you, you, you'll have stories like, yeah, but that's not really possible for me. And like, like, I don't know how to do that and blah, blah, blah. And this is all, this is all a symptom of lack of autonomy over your life. Cause the truth is about this life is that you can do anything. You can really go about this any way that you possibly want. You can choose any direction, you know, and like, you know, I don't want to get too meta and be like, well, there's a nature inside <laughs> of you and it will choose something for you. Yeah. Okay. That might be true, but, but still you can force yourself down paths that you don't want to go down. I know because I do it and have done it. And I'm trying to stop myself from that because that is also a lack of autonomy. When I'm doing something because someone told me I should, or maybe I'm modeling my parents or society, that is not an autonomous me. That is a, that is a me that's being controlled by an idea. That's me being dictated and, and following a rule. And this recent kind of, um, buck to my system and it's really my system is me going wait a minute i'm going about this like this is what i have to do what i'm supposed to do what i want to do and and the truth is i don't want to do it and like what if i say no and it's a fucking scary idea like mm -hmm. it's not an easy thing people go well, whatever you just say no no it's very difficult i invested a lot of time and energy and effort to just walk away from this right now is is a very difficult thing to deal with. I don't know if I'll necessarily walk away from it, but the point is, is that if I keep going down this path without actually questioning why I'm doing this for a more personal, truthful, autonomous reason, I it's problematic. And in like my guts, I know that. And so I had to just stop and be like, let's take a breath. Let's have a heart to heart. Let's regroup because... You're going down a path, which might even be the right path, but you're going down the path the wrong way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think that holding on is what makes a person strong. Yeah. And so often it's actually letting go. That is right. the thing that takes, that takes the strength, right? Very, I would say most of them letting go is usually harder to do than hanging on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hanging it's on can so be real is, tough, yeah. <laughs> but hanging on can be really tough, but letting go, it comes with all these unknowns, which is so frightening. And, and also like being left with, if I don't do this, then what do I do? It's such a frightening concept, but it can also be a very exciting one too. Yes. Well, right? frightening and exciting are the same in their own way, right? Like they are kind of the same, but you know, 
how we choose to interpret it as excitement or fear is is entirely up to our perspective about the whole thing, yeah. which is no easy thing to work out. For sure. Because, you know, like we can say to people like, oh, that person's so courageous. But like sometimes your courage is not, it's not even you. Like it's like, it's like, it is you, but like, it's not you in the sense that like, there was no other choice. Like I had to, I had to do it. Like everything inside of me was calling me to do it. And so in a way, yes, you're courageous, but like you had so much connection and purpose and meaning. Like courage is really hard when you don't have meaning and purpose. Courage, I, I've i done some courageous things in my life. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, but I can tell you that when I've done courageous things, it was far easier when I had purpose and meaning behind why I was doing it. It becomes very difficult to be brave and courageous when you don't know why you would do it. You know, that's when it takes a real like, oh, why would you do the scary, difficult, risky thing if you have no purpose and reason in doing it? Right. It's it's that's that's when cowardice usually comes out of a lack of purpose, actually. Mm. You know, if you think about it, think about it. Right. Because like the courageous person simply has something that they're some greater reason than themselves. The coward doesn't have a greater reason than themselves. And mm. it's not that the person is intrinsically a coward or that some person is intrinsically courageous. It is really the difference between one person has a sense of meaning and the other doesn't. And that is often what you'll find with yourself is that you're far more courageous than you realize. You just don't have enough meaning to to demonstrate it yet. Maybe yeah. that's my opinion, but like I find that to be true for myself and my own experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure most of us can probably find, think of a couple of moments where we exhibited true courage, which for me and like my own memories that spring to mind, what's interesting is that there was almost very little thought that went into the moments where real courage was needed, like very little thought. It's just you, it was just a moment of snapping into action on something, which is, which is an interesting thing, which is an interesting thing because it, it's a true knowing as you were, mm -hmm. as you were saying, it's a true knowing of something deep within you that despite the potential danger or whatever fear you have about the situation, there's something, there's something deeper that's driving you you know into into action in in a certain kind of a moment so that's interesting there was something i wanted to mention about this because it's this conversation and where it's gone and and where it, we we've started this thing out and sometimes i i'm like oh yeah like you know we are we are way of the artist right and about bringing the sort of an artist's philosophy and sort of the, the, the pertinence of this conversation in relationship to that. And this conversation, I think, is like a reminder that the artist's life is a journey to authentic voice, right? Like what an artist's life is so much about is trying to just let the thing that is true 
right? The th- like not necessarily the truth as some sort of stable, you know, figure <laughs> existing somewhere in the in the ether or something, but whatever their truth is as they understand it, but letting that that thing come through, that's the artist's journey and the artist's struggle to a large degree and to bring that into your life and I think that that has you know this whole thing of of winning and are we living by the ideas and value values of that are actually ours or are these ones that we've just have been picked up and have been carrying along with us that actually don't really have real significance to us and there's something about this conversation that that strikes that chord for me about the the authentic the authentic voice and this whole thing of winning at life does that like are you picking up on what i'm driving at at the moment or <laughs> to a certain degree like and so. it's let me let me just let me just maybe f- add another element to this Sure. So to me, what is the starting point hmm. of winning at life? And what occurs to me, and it's it's interesting because it's it's kind of like both a starting and an ending point at the same time. But for me, like where where do we begin to have an authentic sort of quote unquote winning at life experience? And to me that's what's emerging in this conversation is to be free of the opinions of, of others or your culture or your society. Mm. Well, that is no easy thing to do. Yeah. But to be free of the opinions, the judgments of others, of your culture, of your society. I think to me that that's as far as the artist and as far as beginning to actually find a way to, to be, winning in your own life like one for one i think that's the thing like that's a a huge win if you're no longer if you can no longer be necessarily influenced persuaded affected driven to action by the opinions of that sort of external as we were talking about i mean that's a huge win in and of itself there because that's that like unlocks the door to authentic voice, to authentic being, mm-hmm. to to this the 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 real values, the real game that you want to play opening up for you. Because as long as we are under the influence of the opinions and judgments from outside of ourselves, we're basically always conditioned to something that isn't who we are Mm. yeah all right i'm like i'm processing this one because like (laughs) um there's a, a quote with something like um you had purpose before anybody had an opinion hmm and I, I think about that, you know, 
the world talks us out of all sorts of things that are true for us. And it's difficult not to be persuaded by that. And the world doesn't always understand our expressions. And part of being authentic and truthful and original is having something that isn't just a parroted idea that has come out already, you know, and, um, you know, I think, uh, I was talking with my friend about this the other day and I said, you know, if I was to talk to my younger self, all I would tell myself, the only thing I would really tell myself, I wouldn't say do this differently or do whatever. I would just say, listen to your internal voice 100%. Like just listen to it. It is, it always knows, like, just listen to it. Stop. Mm -hmm. Don't do all the bullshit you do about talking yourself out of it, about trying to, you know, like it's, it is telling you, it's like a, it's like a God voice coming through you. And it's, it's a deep, deep wisdom and it already knows. And every time that I did something where I just went against my gut and I went against that internal, you know, thing that's just guiding me. It always led me to a hard lesson. And then I learned and then I was like, okay, I should have listened, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's move on. And like, I think like part of life is ultimately learning to like listen well enough so that when you don't listen, you recognize you didn't listen to it. So like, um, I'm just going to refer back mm -hmm. to the beginning of this podcast when I was talking about, you know, having my heart to heart with myself about this business. And it's like, you know, I'm sure there are people out there who would say, just launch it. You know, it's ready. You'll make money. You'll do, you know, people love it. It's, you know, whatever. And you'll figure it out as you go. But in my gut, all I can say is my gut saying, don't do this right now. This is, it's not the right time. As much as you're trying to make this the right time, it's just not the right time. Don't do it right now. I'm not saying don't do it at all, but it's just like, not right now. This isn't right. And so every time I get confronted with the, the voice, I'm just like, hey, what would my older self tell me today? They would say, listen to that. Mm -hmm. And you might not understand it. You might not know why it's telling you this. You might not, whatever. And so I think like the first form of autonomy over your own life is truthfully listening to yourself. And, and when your own internal voice is going against the crowd, you either give into the pressure of the crowd or you give into the pressure of your voice and the crowd if it misleads you from your voice in my personal opinion is always going to be wrong and you will find that out eventually it is only a matter of time because the, whatever that voice is it never lies it never will lie and it will always tell you the truth and the truth always will come out and eventually you're going to find out that that thing you didn't listen to you should have listened to. And if you ever have a regret in your life, it's going to be that you didn't listen to the voice. And one thing I learned too in my life was that if I would have just listened to my voice on a few certain things that I didn't, I would have got on with some things a lot quicker because I put them off by bullshit distractions and, you know, trying to look cool and trying to do a bunch of bullshit that everybody does. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so if I was advising any person in in the world but you know i always think of a younger version of myself you know because it's the best way that i can work it out in my own head but it's like i would tell them 
follow that heart feeling, follow that gut feeling. And it may seem like it's misleading you. It may seem like no one agrees with it. Just follow it a little ways. Like, let's see what it shows you because it's trying to reveal something to you that it can only do if you listen to its calling. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, Evan, to me, this moment in my life, like right now has been a little bit like there's this path and I'm walking through the forest and there's like this path and it's so clear and it's beautiful looking and there's like flowers and fruit trees and sunshine coming through and it's just magical. And I'm like, oh, I want to go down there. And then something in my gut's going, don't go down that road. Do not go down that road. And it's like, but, but, but look at it. It's so amazing. It's so great. Like, why wouldn't I go down? It's like, don't go down that road. It's not for you. And that's a hard thing to do because it's so tempting. And everything in my life is like, when you see this, you go that way. And, but in my heart, in my soul, it's like, do not go that way. That is not, that is, that is a, that is a mirage. That is, that is fake. That is not real. And that is not really what you want. What you think you want out there, you're missing it. Because where that leads, once you get past those flowers and those fruit trees and all that shit is a very ugly place. And you do not want to go there. So do not be mesmerized by the beautiful flowers and the nice trees and the beautiful sunshine right now. Because that leads to a stormy, ugly, dark, swampy valley. And mm -hmm. in my gut, it's like, it knows that. And it's like, carry on down this path a little bit longer. Cause you will find the way and it will lead you where you want to go, but it is not this path. And it's like, that's how strong it is. And it's, mm -hmm. you got to understand the temptation, right? Like, I think this is the thing about winning at life. Temptation is what causes us to lose at life when we get tempted into the wrong thing. Right? Yeah. 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 Hey everybody, this is Evan. And this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. It's, it's interesting. There's this, there, I like to think that we're all, you know, whether we, we, we take one path and it, and it leads us to some, you know, really thorny, <laughs> difficult <laughs> areas or whether it leads to, you know, a very, beautiful open pasture of sorts no matter what i like to think that it's all instructive and and a part of this deeper thing that we're trying to work towards right like there's this as human beings i think that when you really get down to it we really all just want the same couple of things <laughs> when you really get down to brass tacks <laughs> yeah. we really want pretty much the same the same things and all of the w things that we do in life are things that we we think or believe 
will help bring that to us. Right. And there are, as you said, like temptations in it, to a certain extent, there are, are things that are not from the voice inside that are a kind of, I suppose a distraction, but maybe a confusion. Let's maybe that's a better word for it. There's a confusion that this is the thing that's going to actually, you know, bring that, that thing that I really deep down, deep, deep, deep down want. And in a way, finding out that that isn't the thing is still helping you to understand what that thing is. I mean, I think that in sometimes there's just no getting around as human beings, just making those kinds of decisions, you know, and, and making those kinds of mistakes because sometimes it, it, I think it takes time for a lot of us to start to hear that voice and to under and understand when we're hearing the, that voice of truth and when we're hearing the, the voice of confusion. Mm. Yeah. So I think that that, that takes, takes some time. And I mean, there's, I, I want to, to bring one, one, you know, metaphor into here from, from acting and metaphor as well as personal experience. And as a lot of actors can relate to, but I remember going into an audition when I first started, you know, early on in my, in my career and was waiting to go into the audition room and based on this scene, you know, things kind of get a, escalate in this particular, I don't even remember what the hell was going on, but basically, you know, this, the, the scene ends with, and the part that I was going in for, you know, if someone was, was trying to, you're trying to like call for help basically. And I had sort of, you know, my understanding of the scene and my, well, I'm like, all right, well, this is how I see it. And this is, you know, how I'm going to approach it. Right. Going in with it, with this. And then while I was waiting to go in, hearing the other actors going in and auditioning and hearing what they were doing. And I let it influence me. Mm, yeah. I let it change what I, what my perspective on the scene was and I went in and I did exactly the same fucking thing as like the last <laughs> couple of people did which was crazy I, I feel yeah. like in a way we all got caught into this thing because it's like er, it seemed like everybody was doing it this one way right so it's like oh shit I guess I should probably do it that way right it was and had I just stuck to my guy, I, there's no guarantee that I would have gotten the parts, but it definitely would have at least not been the same damn thing that everyone else was doing. And that was, I remember the feeling that I had coming out of that audition where it was just like, ugh, like what yeah. the fuck was that? <laughs> like just kicking myself. And, you know, this is something that I was sharing with some students the other day. I, they were performing some some scenes and you know one of them changed their what they had prepared right before they were coming out because of something that they saw someone else do and i was like don't change what you've prepared mm. don't don't 
question yourself when you're coming in to perform, right? Like now is not the time to be, to be doing that <laughs> at this moment. Right. And I think that that's, you know, I thought it was like an interesting sort of metaphor and, and it's something that a lot of actors fall into the trap of doing because you very often when you're waiting to go into an audition room, you're sitting right next to the door, right? Like yeah. you're, you're right there. And especially if it's an intense scene, the, those rooms so often they're, they're not soundproofed. Like you can hear what's going on inside the room and lots of actors get influenced by this. And it's like one of these things that I, I often give the advice to, to young actors is, or, and by young actors, I mean, anyone who's just getting into it, you know, or who's, who's, you know, professionally is don't don't let yourself be influenced by that and i think it's it's very much a, a similar thing where it's like don't let what you're hearing other people do affect this thing that you've that you've got you know this this perspective this this voice that you have to it because it's 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 a dishonoring of yourself i think you i think we dishonor ourselves in 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 doing that and taking that course of action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you bring up a, you bring up a good point here. I, I think that being influenced by what's happening around us in the external world, it comes in all forms and in acting, it's such a, you know, it's, it's so easy to identify it, but I mean, this same type of thing happens in life where you see somebody do something a certain way. And so then you think that's how it needs to be done. And, you don't question it. And, um, you know, I, th I think, I think well, the thing I, is, okay. Oh, go ahead. No. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't want to interrupt. If it's something, you got something. No, something I, I, I'll carry on this thought in a moment. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was just, you know, the other thing that, that came to mind for me is, is just like, okay, so how, when we start losing our connection to that voice, right. Which I, I think is very, is very spontaneous as well. I think that that true voice is very present, spontaneous. It's, it's, it's very alive. Right. And I think that it starts getting snuffed out pretty early on, or we start ignoring it very early on. Cause as kids, you know, it's, it's, there's some sort of thing that you, that you enjoy doing. And then, you know, little little timmy over there just goes like what are you doing you look so <laughs> stupid or something like that right it's yeah. like and that's like oh okay because that doesn't feel so good yeah right like it doesn't feel so good to be you know made fun of and 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 wanting to fit in and all of those things and and for me that it's like okay so then why does that bother us that someone has some opinion of the things that we're we're doing and i mean as kids you're not necessarily equipped yet to 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 do it but i think we carry a lot of these habits forward with us but it's like that whole thing of being that fear of being ostracized that fear of not being accepted right like that's that's a very that's a very very real thing for mm -hmm. most of us and to me it's like again it comes down to what are these what are these foundational things that connect us as human beings of the things that we all really want 
We all want to be loved. We all want to be accepted, right? And so we end up compromising certain things because we think it's like, oh, well then I, I, I want love. I want, I want to fit in. And why a lot of people end up going into arts and especially acting, right? Because you see these, these people who, you know, have all of this love and admiration and praise from the public, from all these people. And, and you yourself love this person and their work and whatever it is. And so that becomes the idea of this vehicle. It's like, Oh, okay. So that's the thing. I got, if I do that, then I'll get, then I'll get the, the love. I'll get the acceptance. That's, that's how, how, how I need to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And the way to do it is by being your authentic self. Some people might laugh at you, but for every person that might laugh at you, there's going to be a pr at least one person, at least one person. But I think that the the metrics on this one, I, I maybe I'm saying too much, and I'm I'm not going to put any guarantees. But for me, it seems that the metrics of the universe are that authentic action, authentic being. You you will you will generate at least one like there there's a surplus of positive to the negative mm. on it right maybe not necessarily maybe not all the time i i'm i'm a little hesitant to put that out completely but i think that at least you're going to have one person for every, you're going to have one advocate you're going to have one person on your side for every person who just wants to shit on you mm. you know and and would you rather draw in the people who who are going to shit on you for doing things that you genuinely love to do <laughs> or do you want to or do you want to do the things that bring in the people who also share in that with you mm -hmm. right it's a pretty obvious decision so anyhow that was all i was going to say a little yeah, bit of well, psychology okay, let me let me point let me no let me point this out evan i think that when you're trying to impress people that you don't actually align with their values to get their love, to get their validation, to get whatever it is. That's a, that's a really shitty game to play for yourself. That's a really shitty thing to do to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, here's the thing. Nobody cares. <laughs> like, nobody gives a shit. Here's, End here's the podcast. <laughs> nobody gives a shit. Like, 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 like. Nobody cares about you like you care about you. You, you know, you're, you like, like, and this is the thing. Like, like, the sooner you get this through your head, the sooner you're free of a lot of bullshit. I'm not like, like, I'm just telling you this. Like, right, like, people don't give a shit. They they care about themselves and they care about what affects them. Like. Everybody is on a radio station. They're all listening to it called WeFM. You ever heard of it? What's in it for me? <laughs> Everybody's listening to that. They're going, you know, through their head all the time. They're just, they're in their own world. Everything is their own world, right? And people who, who recognize this can begin to step out of their own world and begin to start to go like, hey, wait a minute. Like what's, what's in it for you know, and those people don't give a shit about you either that way. They aren't going to judge you. All they're doing is trying to observe you. So like, look, I've talked about this on the podcast and I'm just going to say this again, because I really truthfully believe this and I believe it's a path to freedom. 
and I believe in freedom and I believe in autonomy. And I think it's really important. And I think as far as artists go and people who want to live a fulfilled life, they need to be aware of these things. Everything in life is sales. And I'm going to stand by this 100%. Everything is sales. Everybody's trying to sell someone on something. I got it right. I know the way. I have the best family, the best thing, the best whatever, and like follow me and blah, blah. Everybody's doing this fucking game. And most of us are so fucking full of ourselves and so narcissistic that we never question that maybe we got it all fucking wrong. And that the things that our parents taught us and our teachers taught us and our society taught us and our culture taught us, they're all fucking wrong and they're a bunch of bullshit. And so what ends up happening is you follow this bullshit and it leads you down a bad path and you get a bunch of what? Bullshit. And then you're like, now I'm full of bullshit and I'm around bullshit and my life sucks and everything sucks and I'm not living my dream and I hate my job and all this shit because you followed the bullshit of bullshit people that led you to bullshit and they sold you on it. And then what you do is you look for people that are going to sell you out of your bullshit so you can actually get to some good shit, which isn't bullshit, which isn't a bunch of nonsense. And this is sales. And so you either sell yourself into bullshit or you sell yourself into your dreams. And it's really one or the other. And every time you try to get somebody's approval who's full of shit, you get bullshit in your life because you get more approved bullshit. Do you understand? You start to yeah. see how this works. <laughs> like I'm not trying bullshit to kick in, anyone's ass. Out. This is what I would have told myself. Who gives a shit what they think? Who gives a shit? Like it doesn't matter. All that matters is sales. And what matters is sales is not about tricking anybody. It's not about deceiving anybody. It's not about gaining anything. Sales is helping. Life is helping. Figure out how you're going to help. Figure out who's actually helping you. If they're judging you, they're not helping you. Unless they're judging you in with with a positive, like, like, hey, look, you know, like, for example, Evan, I don't know, I gave you some feedback a few podcasts ago, whatever, we don't need to get into the details of it. But I said, hey, man, I noticed you're doing this thing. I feel like it's taking away from your conversation. I feel like it's undermining the value of what you're saying. If you cut this out, here's why I think it would help you. I sold you on an idea to improve yourself. Yeah, I mean, sure. It helps me a little bit. Maybe it makes the podcast a little better. There's benefits I get. I'm not going to deny that. But when I gave you feedback and I technically sold you on an idea, I gave you help and purpose and reason. And you decided, yes, this makes sense to me. I'm going to incorporate that. I'll do that. Everything in life is like that. So whenever anybody's trying to sell you into something, you have to seriously ask yourself, is this for me? Or is it all for them? And some of it might be for them. In fact, some of it will probably always be for them. But is some of it for actually for me? Because when you have this little kid, Tommy, on the fucking playground going, ooh, that's stupid. Is that for Tommy to help you? Or is that Tommy being a little prick? You know what I mean? <laughs> so you have to really ask yourself, when Tommy is selling you out of doing your dream and, and, and following your inclination, is Tommy helping you? Or is Tommy a little prick? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so like, what I'm saying is like, look, if you if you listen to pricks, you're gonna get their damage. So, and pricks sell just like good people sell. So, um, but the problem is, is 
pricks do it for selfish reasons. You know, I'm just using pricks because yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but like, you get my point. You're going to get bullshit. So like, look, you're always going to be selling. Everybody's selling. The question is, what are you buying? You know what I mean? And my one of my favorite coaches, uh, I've never actually talked to him personally. I've read all his books and I've listened to a lot of his talks. Jeffrey Gittimer, you can look him up if you want. He's an interesting guy. But one of the things that he said, and I think this is just so true, is people hate to be sold, but they love to buy. Mm. So no one wants to know you're being sold to, but people love to buy. And, and what that means is people are always looking to buy something. And what they want is help. They don't need you to um, trick them. They don't need you to deceive them. They don't need you to judge them. Like if you want to buy something that no one else wants, whatever, who cares? It's what you want. Fine. I'm going to help you find it. Like, you know, that's mm -hmm. what a helpful person does. If I think it's bad for you, I might mention, Hey, you know, if you do this thing, like there's some dangers or there's some negatives, like consider this, whatever, but that's help. Right. And so like, I know I'm on a bit of a diatribe here. I know I'm kind of going off, mm -hmm. but my point is, is that winning at life is about in my opinion, it's about helping yourself and helping others find their way to something authentic and truthful and helping them not go towards things that are false, inaccurate, and not really truthfully their values or, you know, they don't honor really truthfully what will serve them. And if you learn to serve, if you learn to truly help, and it's fine if you personally gain out of your help and your service, but if you if you put a little bit of energy into trying to actually make that person's life better, make it easier, do something for them, the whole world is your oyster. Everything is available to you. All the money in the world is available to you. All the friends and lovers and anything you want is available to you. But you got to begin to not just serve yourself and not listen to people that only serve themselves. Right. And sometimes the people that will serve you, and this is one last thing I'll say on this whole thought. Sometimes the people that serve you, you're not going to necessarily like the way they talk or the way they act or who they are, or the world might hate them and tell you to hate them. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to them. You need to be critical about this and not just do what everyone else tells you to do. If everyone says, hate that person, hate that person, and then you just go, I hate that person because everyone hates that person. Don't do that. You have to stop. You have to really critically assess, wait a minute, could this person be actually trying to help me? Because if you listen to a bunch of bullshitters, they're going to tell you who to hate. And they're going to talk you out of out of listening to people that might actually be trying to help you. And they'll surround you with more bullshit. Just remember, like you got to you got to have a it's it's not that black and white. It's a little bit more gray and nuanced than what I'm describing here. But really look at it as spectrum. Either people are full of shit or they're helpful and try to find help. And if you can actually find real help, then, then, then value that. And if you're, if people are giving you judgments and all this other nonsense, that's all the stuff you got to try to cut out. Cause that's all noise and distraction. And that's what misleads you from truth. And that's what gets you values that are not your own. 
Um, yeah. Okay. So some of this is maybe opinion and and whatever, but like, I really do think this will help a lot of people. Like if they just, you know, I think this is part of the problem. You can't win at life when you, when you listen to people that are losers by choice, they want to lose they, Like you have to understand that like judgmental people who don't try to help are losers. It's so easy to be in the crowd and judge the person who's on the stage or in the in the field or doing whatever. It's so easy for those losers to comment and say, oh, you did it wrong. You did it bad. But if you're on the field, you don't listen to people in the audience. You're on the field. That's the that's all the difference. You're 100% better than anybody who's only in the audience. If you're on the field, you're in the game. They're not. If you want to listen to anybody, maybe listen to other people in the game. Maybe listen to your coach who you choose as a wise coach. But other than that, you don't listen to the crowd boo you. You don't listen to that shit. You got to cut all that shit out, focus on the game, get in the game. And don't let them talk you out of getting in the game either. Okay, that's my final note. <laughs> Perfect time. Motivation was... 101, Evan. Perfect time, just as I was taking a sip. <laughs> Which uh, yeah, maybe but, is yeah. a good good segue, actually. Yeah, yeah, for a beer. Let's let's, let's talk about beer. We've got beers this it, week, yeah. both of us. I feel like it's been a few weeks since we've each had one. No, I know we've been bouncing back and forth. What do you got? So, uh, I'm drinking. You know, I I did have this one, but I didn't have an opportunity to grab something new, and I had a few of these in the fridge. So I'm drinking a. I I think that this is one of like the flagships from Phillips Brewing, and it's the Electric Unicorn. Oh yeah, white IPA. It's great. It's real solid. Nice and, you know, like a little hoppy, but nice and well rounded. It goes down nice and smooth. It's, it's, it's great. And it's one of their, I think it's definitely one of their sort of flagships. You see that one everywhere, at least if you're in British mm -hmm. Columbia, lower mainland. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. I yeah, like that one. It's good. All right. Well, so I had, I had two beer options today, but I went with, um, I went with this one that I was like, well, is this okay to do on the podcast? I'm like, well, it's a beer. Let's do it. <laughs> so um, this is Kozel, I think is how you say it. Velkopopoviki. <laughs> Lager. Okay. Premium. It's a Czech beer. Um, so European beer. I, my pronunciation is probably horrible, but... Hey, you know what? It's tasty. It's a nice little lager. I don't know. I just wanted to try something different. And uh, I was at the the brewery and they were like, they had a few, um, I don't know. They had a few beers from like European beers and stuff, I think. And uh, I was like, well, I didn't want to get like a four pack or anything more than one. So I was like, well, let's, whatever, let's try it out. So anyway, that's why I'm having this one. It's tasty. I like it. I, I'd say go for it. Thumbs up. Um, all right, man. Well, look, I went on a big, I went on a big thing, but <laughs> I think I did get to my point though. I think my point is, is that, um, I'm not going to listen to anyone else's bullshit and I'm not going to listen to my own bullshit and I advise everyone out there to do the same. And I was bullshitting myself to pretend that I wanted to do something I didn't really want to do. And if I am doing it because of anyone else, I'm not really doing it for a true reason. So, you know, um, just like, you don't have to carry on. I think like, I think what I'm recognizing is you don't have to carry on. 
and do something just because you think you have to do it. Like you can stop, you can reassess, you can adjust. Um, you know, I'm simultaneously starting two businesses at the same time. The other business I'm fine with, I was like, and it's going well. And, you know, um, it's, it's, I would say booming right out of the gate. The, The thing is, is my issue with this other business was not, I didn't have the same problem as I did with the other business that I was wanting to launch, which I've theoretically, and she not theoretically, I've done more work for, but I need to really evaluate what I'm doing it for. Because for me, the other ones involved in the film industry a lot more directly and my entrance into the film industry, or at least my process in the film industry as a artist coming up was not always done for the right reasons. And I'm very well aware of that. And I'm trying to correct that because I did a lot of it to get recognition and to get love and to get things that I thought would give me this thing I wanted or needed. And as I got older, I began to realize that that was an error and I'm trying to correct my ways. And I saw myself going down this path, doing, doing it for the wrong reasons. Again, I don't even know exactly what they are. I, I, you know, I'm working that one out, but I just knew in my gut, I'm like, no, 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 Brandon, just stop. This isn't right. You know, this isn't right. Um, just give it a moment, take a breath, you know? reassess, figure out what's going on here. And, you know, I'm not going to get into it on this podcast because I feel like it, it it's going to lead down another rabbit hole, which I don't want to open up today, but I did come down to some things and I realized, you know, um, long and the short of it is there's some anger and there's some hurt and there's some things that are going on inside of me around the film industry because probably because the film industry has been such an intimate relationship that I've had with everything in the film has just been more than half of my life has been in the film industry. And so if I'm going to re-enter the film industry again, which I may not do, but if I do, I am determined to do it for healthy reasons and good reasons and reasons that are true to my soul and the spirit and like my, my true self, not doing it because of any bullshit, because I feel like I got distracted and I got a little bit, you know, off with it. And it causes a lot of problems, I realized. So, um, yeah. So my point is, is like, look, um, winning at life is, is sometimes not about the external things you'll get, but it's about the internal experience you'll have of doing whatever it is you're going to do. And like, if I'm going to commit to to launching a new business in this fashion, this is not just uh, like, oh, I'll just do this for a week. This is going to be years, potentially. So... And and who knows how long and who knows what's going to come out of it. And I'm committing to something that's a very big deal. So if I'm going to commit to something, I need to make sure that I'm getting into the right relationship, put it that way. Mm. So I'll leave you guys with that. I'd say that's my final note is that like um, winning at life is about getting into the right relationships with the right things and the right people and avoiding problematic, toxic, or misguided relationships with things and people. That, that would be my final note. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I think, I don't necessarily think I have any new thoughts on this, but I'll just recap some of these things. And, and yeah, I think winning at life has a lot to do with this transition from from looking for 
external where our gaze is constantly on the external to fulfill the internal or to ant or to give us the answer to what's inside of us and starting to flip that around and, and hearing that voice that has become uh, dampened down mm. uh, through time and and learning to hear that more and more and more and more and that yeah I, 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 I do think that there's something to this you know winning at life it begins it begins at the point where we stop where we stop well not stop but where where we become free from the opinions and judgments of others and of our society of our culture when we become free of those things or at least the more that we can free ourselves of those the more that that voice can come through the more that we can we can hear that and something that I'm going to actually play with after this podcast and 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 work with is I'm going to do like a little sort of like visualization you know a little and just imagine all of these people around you imagine like you're walking out towards towards some beautiful beach or forest or something that is a representation of the thing that you actually want and there's this crowd of people that is stands in front of you between this place and maybe they're they're people you don't know maybe they're you know people from your past maybe their family maybe their friends maybe they're whoever it is and they're all shouting these these judgments at you you know like what are you don't have to do anything i think that that's one of these things that we live with in our lives like we have to do this we have to and we actually don't have to do anything that's 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 actually true <laughs> In our life, there's nothing that we actually have to do. So, if we don't actually have to do anything, um, and we can start moving towards the things that actually are things that we want to do, and we can imagine all of these voices speaking to us with all of these things that we're supposed to have to do, right? Wherever that voice is coming from, right? What are the things that you walk around with feeling like you have to do, right? Give, name them, give them a voice, see them speaking to you. And just imagine yourself standing strong unaffected, un, uninfluenced, unmoved from all of that shit that they're flying at you and just walk through them. Just walk through it, confident, strong, and just play with that. Start to feel what that would be like to be that person who is free from 
all of those opinions, all of those judgments, all of those people who think they know what you should do with your life and what your life should look like. Imagine not caring about any of those voices anymore and walking to the path and the destination of what is actually true in you. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.